Hello, welcome back to the Liberty Blues Network. I'm Sean Osborne, freshly back from the uh, Libertarian National Convention in Reno, Nevada. Uh, it took me a little while to get this episode out because, amongst so many others, uh, ended up with the Reno flu. So, been taken out of commission for a bit, so we're here now. Uh, so what I'm going to do over the next few episodes, uh, I'm going to put together some of the clips that I've I recorded of different speakers. You can find them in different places, you know, uh, as well. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about what the what it was like from my point of view hearing it, uh, what I think about it, and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I want to start off today with uh, my other other than the victory that the Mises Caucus had. You know, for those who don't know, they took over hundred percent of everything. You know, they're in charge. Uh, um, so I'm very happy about that. You know, get rid of uh, bad messaging and all that other garbage that came along with uh, some of the old guard. Um, but, you know, I'm, it's not all just about Mises. You know, I, at, over the convention, I walked all over the place and talked to people from all over uh, the country. Uh, you know, I talked to my Mises friends in Nevada. But I talked to the some of the Mises people in Indiana, but I also talked to the non-Mises people over there and in Colorado and even over in my California delegation. You know, there were some people that were sitting around me that were obviously not happy about what was going on, but I was friendly with them and made sure that they knew I was Mises. You know, I was wearing my shirt, had my badge, all that good stuff. Say, yeah, you know, don't, don't, don't believe all the nonsense kind of thing. You know, you got to be the change you want to be. Uh, that you want to see. Um, so that that was nice, you know, uh, you know, the the victory. But the the other the other moment was uh, something I had looked forward to for quite some time. Was hearing Maj Touré speak from uh, Black Guns Matter. He spoke at the uh, Take Human Action Bash on uh, I believe it was Friday night. And you know, I think he had the message that everybody needed to hear. And it was a message that I agreed with. You know, I'd written uh, a song about what he spoke about. You know, people who claim to be for liberty and then they end up folding at some point in time. You know, when the pressure gets put on. You know, people say they got a hill they're going to die on. And, and, and you got to ask yourself, does that just sound nice? Or how many people are really going to stand up and keep fighting uh, when the pressure gets applied? You know, Maj brings up the fact that we are uh, going to be a growing movement. You know, we're growing right now at rapid speed, you know, uh, rapid paces. Uh, we have a unifying message of liberty. You know, it doesn't deal with identity politics. And he's talking about how to reach out. You know, we need to do better at reaching out to minority communities as well. Something else he talked about. Something I felt as well, you know, um, but you know, libertarians don't like identity politics. So how do you how do you identify with somebody with liberty, you know, who who has a different culture or background than you, without being pandering, fake, or condescending, or white savior, and all these other things that you know can be tossed about? How do you do that? And the way is really just to talk about liberty. I think you know to show up, you know, to show up and hang out. Uh, so I'm going to try next time Maj is in town with Black Guns Matter to head down to Compton. And I want to hopefully prove him wrong. You know, he wants to be proven wrong, by the way. You know, so when you hear the speech or if you've already heard it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, 
So that's 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 the idea uh, is to in his speech is that some people might not be as strong, might not have the the guts to hold hold the line, you know, when the pressure from the government comes down. They might not have the whereabouts to to communicate with people who, who are different than them. So there's a lot of pitfalls people can fall into. So those of us who can and are comfortable with those kind of things need to reach out. We need to we need to do what we can to spread liberty to everyone. Uh, we need to make sure that everybody hears this because when you're fighting something as big as the state, the largest state ever, most powerful, you know, uh, state in the history of mankind, we need each other. You know, uh, as a blind guy, you know, uh, it's harder for me to tell some of our differences. And that that's a good thing uh, in that sense, you know, because when I hear somebody talk, I can relate to them. I don't, I don't have to have to have that baggage of, oh, they're from here, this and that and everything else. I, I just hear people talking about liberty and that's what I want to do. So uh, I suggest, you know, other libertarians around the country do the same thing. Look up, say, uh, Maj Ture, and you see he's coming into your town. Go over and speak uh, at, at his events. Um, let's help prove him wrong. He would be happy to be proven wrong. Um, you know, but same thing with the, you know, the Latin community. Uh, or the Asian community, you know, uh, I think of Koreans with guns, you know, the, the, when people bash on the second amendment, I think of that Korean man up on, uh, the top of his building in 92. As far as I understand, I don't believe he shot anybody, but he, he definitely discharged his gun and kept people away from his store and other people's stores. And that's what the second amendment's for, because the cops stood down just like they did outside of the of the, whatever that name of the school is in Texas, uh, and, and in Florida they stood down at that other school. You know, they've proven that the government will not be there for you when your business is being burned down, and that's what the Second Amendment's for. And we need to spread that message to minorities and to everybody else that we need to protect our civil liberties, but we need each other, you know, despite what we look like, despite our difference in language or culture and things like that. The culture of freedom is the culture of the individual. And that's what we need, the culture of the individual um, who will stand up against this authoritarian, but also work with his his fellow man and women and everything else. If you want to be, you know, you know, like that, you know, everybody needs to work together. You know, despite how you identify or anything like that, what you are as an individual. So. That's the goal is to unite. And Maj brought it up, you know, that not everybody's going to be up to the task. Some people are going to fold. So I want to prove him wrong uh, with, without any, saying anything else. Uh, I will see you on the next episode. But at the end, for the re- we're going to have a little commercial break. And then you can hear Maj talk about uh, what, I, what I was just speaking about. Um, and... Hope you enjoy it, and uh, there's better quality of it too, so you can check it out someplace else where there's video. Uh, but I want to put it here so everybody could hear it along with my commentary on it. Hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you on the next episode. All right, everybody. I've got a new album coming out on April 15th. The title is Free People. 
There's a very special track on there, though. It's called Take Human Action. And it's a re- rework of the old folk tune, The Worried Man Blues. I turned it into Take Human Action, and I want to donate all the royalties to the Mises Caucus. So the more you listen, the more you give. It's a great way to give without spending a dime. I also invited a lot of the Meacocks from the Facebook group and a few other that I knew uh, to send in some tracks. So it's a group event, and there's several people playing on it. We had a big libertarian hootenanny. So please listen to it on April 15th, and listen often, and give to the Mises Caucus. Thank you very much, and back to the show.
And you are an effective movement that has the potential outside of the things that they've said. They said everybody in here was a Nazi. <laughs> right. You have the effective potential to galvanize urban America, working class America, blue collar America. You have the potential for that. So I just want you to reflect on that. And I want you to have copious amounts of wine tonight and beer and whiskey and bourbon and stuff from Kentucky and all that. I want you to have a good time. But as Angela said, liberty is dangerous. Treat it as such. The people that have made a very comfortable way for themselves by keeping the people that you are going to awaken sleep don't like the money that you're about to impact. They don't like that you're about to 50,000 jobs being gone from those embassies. They don't like that you talking about taxation is theft. They don't want you to audit the Fed. And I say this not because I think like it's a loser situation. I say this because I, as I look around, nah, you can actually win. And not like a, just a moral victory, like an actual victory. But then, when the dog chasing the bus catches the bus, then what? Okay, but what does victory look like? Everybody likes the Rocky story. He lost the first fight. Then he won. Then he was sleeping on silk sheets and had Lamborghinis and lost his purpose. So what I challenge you to do is, don't let that happen. I actually have a solution. But I do not think that most of you are built for it. I don't love you all. I do not think that you have the internal fortitude to fight what's going to be thrown at you. Hopefully, you'll make me wrong. First step. How many black people are in here? The guy in the back. Here. Me. Zuby. You're not black, you're clear. It's Larry Bird. On a serious note, urban America needs your message and your, your movement. That's where the strength will come I promise you, I promise you, if you reach out, translate the message effectively, develop relationships, work with liaisons that speak the language that you may not, I guarantee you, if you present liberty and the liberty, liberty movement as is, you will transform urban America like that. However, it's going to be challenging. Second thing, you guys had a great victory. It's a landslide. Well, like Scott said, it's not necessarily a landslide, but
but the energy's right and the wind is pretty much secured, right? Now, you have a splintered movement. Your siblings that you fought with for some time now, you have to bring them back into the fold. They don't want to, they have the liberty to not. But your job is to extend the olive branch. Siblings fight, but when we go outside, nobody's beating us up. That's right. From the outside. Those two things will not only secure the victory for you long term, for us long term, but it's also going to be one of the most challenging things that you're ever going to have to do to make peace with someone that slandered you, lied, did all of this strange stuff with the numbers in certain states, I'm not gonna say any names. But it happened. I had an entire party tell me that I, and told the media when I was running for city council that this guy's a troublemaker from my, this same party. I want peace for them and I want them to come back into the fold. Probably. You're clapping, but I'll leave with this. I don't think you have the internal fortitude to do it. I think you all will lose because you will not be disciplined enough to stick to the script to make the liberty movement move forward and hopefully in a year, two, or three, I'll come back and everyone here will say, Maj, you were wrong. Peace.